Flight 229, you're clear for takeoff. Just like a flight plan, you have to know where you're going and how you will get there when you plan for retirement. Let Ryan Fleming help you chart out a course for your retirement with his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor. You're tuned in to the Pilot's Advisor. Walter Storholt here alongside Ryan Fleming. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. We've got a great show on the way, but uh, before we get into all of that, what's been going on in your world, Ryan? Uh, not a whole lot. We uh, recently ran a campaign on uh, dead 401k plans and the response was massive. And so I wanted to just talk about that real quick. You know, having a financial picture of your current situation is very, very important. And if you don't have all your retirement accounts consolidated, you really don't have a good idea of what you have going on and how they're how efficient they're being managed, etc. And I recently ran into an individual after this campaign that reached out and he has eight counted eight 401k plans out there in the system from past <laughs> jobs. No way. Eight of them. And, and guess what? It gets better. He doesn't know how to log on to any of them to find them. <laughs> Like doesn't even know the the company they're with, so how to even get to them, or it's just a, a matter of lost passwords. Well, n- trying to remember which you know which custodian was holding right. that four hundred one k, what job it was, so they can track it down. And so it you know it brings up a, just a great point. If you have any old four hundred one ks out there, four hundred one k plans just internally have a lot of hidden fees. So you probably want to get out of that and roll it into an IRA or a Roth IRA. But but also don't don't get in this situation where you have. 401ks from all these old jobs, but you don't know where they are. You don't know what the balances are. You don't know how they're invested. You don't even know how to find them. And it's a really, really big problem. And if for, you know, a job that might've been 10 or 15 years ago, good luck. Yeah, that's a great point. Especially if that company then is no longer around for some reason or has merged or split. And now you don't know where, where to go to find and track down that 401k. So a dead 401k by definition, you talk about 401ks that are like left with past employers. You're no longer contributing to them. They're just sitting there dead with, without anything going on. That's correct. And a lot of 401k plans, if say, if you have under $10,000, they'll make you move your money. But if you have over that, they're not going to say anything. They'll just leave it there. But it, it really is best practice to, to roll that money over into an IRA and a Roth IRA and control it, not only yourself to get the fees down, but then you can also invest it however you see fit. Um, so, and this is a problem with a lot of pilots that went up the private side or, or the general aviation side where they've worked at previous jobs before they got the legacy carrier, big, big airline job. Um, I, I highly recommend them tracking down their 401ks and rolling them over. Yeah, I mean, especially in today's world where people do, whether they're pilots or not, you know, end up working for five, six, seven, eight, maybe more employers during your lifetime. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of these kind of leftover elements more than maybe the previous generation that, you know, found one or two jobs and worked there for your entire life and you just didn't have as many moving parts. That's not being diversified, having multiple 401k accounts and multiple IRAs and those kinds of things, right, Ryan? I mean, those, those are just vessels. Uh, it's what's in the accounts that helps you diversify. Because I've heard that before, too. People say, well, I've got all these different accounts, so I'm diversified. I'm glad you brought that up. Having different accounts all over the place or having multiple financial advisors 
that is not diversification. That is actually creating a lot of inefficiency and overlap in your portfolio. And I would be very, very glad to show people and analyze them on that because none of those accounts are talking to each other. None of those advisors are talking to each other. And it creates a lot of inefficiency that ultimately is you know, costing you money and not helping your, your assets grow. So you've got 401ks left at old employers. I mean, why are they not kicking people out? I would think they wouldn't want to manage somebody's portfolio that's not even employed by the company anymore. Is it just because they're making good enough, good enough fees off of those accounts? That's why they're not just kicking people out? Well, the reality is at that point, nobody's managing it at all. It's just sitting there at the 401k custodian. The 401k custodians, you know, pulling fees out of it to have the account open but nobody's watching it at all. Nobody knows your risk tolerance. Nobody really knows who you are. So the benefits for you are basically zero. And uh, the only reason they would kick ones out that are less than 10000 or $5,000, depending on the plan, is there's not enough money there to keep sucking their fees for the next 20 years. So for most situations, you'd say, all right, you need to take that 401k, roll it into something like an IRA. Is that hard to do? Are there consequences when you do something like that? Well, this is why I highly recommend you reach out to a financial advisor when you do do that, because when you do a rollover, you want to do a direct rollover. If you don't do a direct rollover from one custodian to another custodian, there could be massive tax consequences. Um, If you pull the money out yourself and don't put it with a uh, custodian, they're going to withhold 20%. And if you don't get that money back into another qualified retirement account within 60 days, that whole account balance is going to be hit with taxes. So it really, really is a big, big deal that you probably need a professional's help in getting it done the proper way. Well, if you need some assistance when it comes to your 401ks, if you've got some old ones lying around or need help tracking them down in the first place, and then you know what to do with them from there, and you want to make sure that you do all of that the right way, it's also then a great time when you're rolling those things over to get a kind of a checkup on where your financial situation is as a whole. Once you get those things lined up, do we need to change you know how those funds are invested? How does it fit into the picture with the rest of my retirement plan? Those are some other questions that'll come to mind. So it always helps to get a review of that plan. And if you want to set that up with Ryan Fleming or talk a little bit about that with Ryan, you can do that by calling or texting 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. Also online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. And there on the website, you can get in touch, schedule a time to meet, and listen to past episodes of the podcast as well, all at Fleming fg.com or give Ryan a call or text to get in touch as we mentioned as well. It's getting to know you time. Well, that sound means it's time to get to know Ryan a little bit better on today's show. So Ryan, uh, in our getting to know you segment this week, I'm curious, what TV channel do you watch most often? Well, Walter, to be honest with you, I don't think I'm one of those those people that is consistent with the television. I obviously will watch, uh, you know, when it's football season, I try to watch as much college and NFL football as I can. But outside of that, you know, I am a ESPN sports center here and there. But during the day when I'm working, um, I tend to always have Fox business on in the background, you know, watching the market, see what's going on, you know, because they, they follow the market quite a bit, but they also will drop in a little bit more of the political events here and there just so we can see how it affects the market. So I wish I had something more exciting than that, but 
that's kind of the way it is. How about you? That's kind of the uh, the answer I was expecting. Business news, market news, essentially. Yeah, you got to stay plugged into those things. So uh, I, I hear you there. I don't, you know, it's so hard to say we watch a channel these days because everything seems like it's on demand. You know, Netflix or, you know, all these different services that are out there. Even the when I watch TV now, I don't even feel like they're channels. You know, it's not like, ooh, what's on Fox or what's on such and such. It's just uh, you scroll through and pick the show that looks interesting to you. So it's I don't even know what channel it's on sometimes, you know. So I don't know. That's a hard one to answer, I guess. I, I guess I would say HGTV. If, if I was truly going to say like a, a channel we're just throwing up, you know, kind of to have in the background watching Fixer Upper and, you know, the shows like that that are on there, that'd be probably the go to channel for just some filler time and maybe what's on most often. Something like that, I guess, would be. Well, and, and nowadays, you know, it's it's so different than it used to be. You don't have to tune in at seven o'clock to watch right. whatever show. And, you know, in the in the evening, my wife kind of runs the show and I, you know, she's got a bunch of Netflix shows she watches or we have Hulu TV. So it's all, you know, yep. anything that we follow is recorded and, you know, just kind of go through it that way. I guess I would and, count Netflix as a channel and say that's probably what we watch the most. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit this, but uh, when I am home, we normally have it recorded. And I admit, I guess that my wife and I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette together. <laughs> it is. Uh, so I, my wife sits through a lot of hockey games and a lot of football really? games with me. Yeah. So to repeat. Oh, she likes hockey or that's you? Well, I've converted her into a fan, but, you know, she's usually probably doing something else while we're watching it. But. Uh, but she tolerates it and puts up with, you know, 82 New Jersey Devils games every year. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, especially this season, it sounds painful. But uh, no, they uh, so, so to repay the favor for many, many years, I have also done what you do. And we'll watch The Bachelor Bachelorette with her. <laughs> oh, don't give me that excuse. You know, you like it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I get into it. You know, since it's on, I'm going to it's not something I'd watch on my own. But since we're going to watch it, I'm going to get into it. So I'm sitting there criticizing with little comments left and right, you know, judging around every corner. And she's just cracking up over there going, you know, because I try to pretend to be disinterested. You know, I'll, I'll pull out the laptop and pretend like I'm doing work or something like that. And I'll say, I can't believe she said that or something. <laughs> Connie, will, I, I'd see the, Connie will go, exactly. you're, you're paying attention. I see you over there. <laughs> Well, yeah, they all need to get a little bit more clarity. I hear, hear that word all the time and just laugh. That's right. That's right. And, and got to guard your heart. Got to guard your heart and yeah. get more clarity. So. <laughs> well, I'd say the one that I sit through that's a little, quite painful for me is she watches a lot of uh, cooking shows and food shows. And mm -hmm. I, I really have zero interest. But at the same time, I found that it definitely benefits our household because she's an amazing cook oh so she, and, she's uh, taking you know, things away from it then that's more important than just vegetating on it exactly you know? yeah exactly yeah i feel like i grew up with the the home cooking type shows like I, I grew up with us watching emerald you know like that was fun tv to watch with mom and dad we'd always be around that boom you know <laughs> getting into it but they start to get a little old after a while if you're not actually applying anything i mean how many times you can see somebody make a, a roast and go ooh ah over it but if you're going to actually try the recipes from it, then, hey, that's that more power to you. Then that, then it's useful for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm kind of boring. I just have never gotten into cooking. I have zero desire to be the grill master or even, you know, I'm just not not into it. Interesting. And most guys, it seems, who aren't interested in any other type of cooking, at least be like, but I own the grill. You know, they, they at least go there. But you're, you're hands off all of it, huh? 
I just don't, you know, I, I'm pretty secure in my sexuality and I don't need the whole, <laughs> <laughs> my grill, you know, I yeah, don't, yeah. don't really care. <laughs> I, I like cooking a lot. Uh, Connie and I cook all the time together. And so it's sort of a, th- a nice thing that we can do together. We work in the kitchen well with one another. And so, you know, that's something that we, you know, coming home from work or get the chance to kind of bond over and catch up on our day while we're cooking and whipping up something. So that's kind of a, a fun thing that we like to do. Well, that's a great quality to have because, you know, when you talk about the different love languages, when I do help my wife out in the kitchen, she really, really appreciates it, really enjoys it. And it's less about the help as it's about the bonding and just doing something together. And, you know, we all know how we could be a little bit better in our lives, but that is definitely something I I need to step up to the plate on and, you know, be in the kitchen with her a little bit more helping out and stuff. Yeah, I recommend it to anybody to, uh, you know, cook together. If you haven't tried it before, yeah, go for it. It's uh, to us, it's it's a lot of fun to do together. So I highly recommend it. Uh, and if you're not very good at it, that's fine. Just you need to be able to take direction well, right? <laughs> that's the key. Exactly. But no, that's definitely, you're, you're gaining points by doing that. I'd oh, keep yeah. that up. I'm sure Connie enjoys that. Definitely. I, I start off each day with a couple of points in the bank just for that fact. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I got a little cushion every day. That's good. All right. Well, that's fun getting to know. Uh, Ryan a little bit better on today's show what TV channel do you watch most often send us a note uh, leave us a message and uh, we'd be happy to maybe share that on a future show uh, it'd be fun to just hear some of your responses to that as well you can email Ryan at Ryan at FlemingFG.com let us know what channels you like to watch and I guess we kind of evolved that into a cooking conversation too so do, do you cook with your significant other or if you're single do you cook a lot yourself or you go out to eat all the time what's uh What are your preferences? Let us know. That's getting to know Ryan a little bit better on today's show. More coming up. Stay tuned. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Well, it's time for the mailbag, answering your questions here on the show. If you'd like to submit a question to be featured on a future program, you can do that by going to FlemingFG.com. Sometimes we pick the best questions and uh, throw those Ryan's directions. Go to FlemingFG.com. And kind of cool, Ryan, since we were talking about 401ks a little bit earlier on in today's show, uh, we happened to get a couple of questions that had to do with 401ks as well. So somewhat related to just what we were talking about a little while ago. So this will be kind of fun. Uh, Let's go to the first one here from Frank in Seattle. Uh, Frank says, I rolled over a 401k to an advisor a couple of years ago, and he put all of the money into something called American funds. Is that okay, or should I be invested in other things too? Well, American funds is just a fun family. So, you know, when you say I put all my money into American funds, that's just like saying I put it all into Fidelity or I put it all into Vanguard. Um, So it really doesn't give us enough information about what he actually did with your money. Because of course, American funds has many, many mutual funds out there. And so it's all about how it's broken down into those funds and what asset classes and what exposures they have. So unfortunately, I don't have enough information to give you a good answer. Perhaps that's the red flag here, Ryan, that Frank, you don't know really what you're invested in. It it, It sounds like you're invested in something cool, American funds, right? But you were, it sounds like you don't really know what's in that portfolio necessarily. Well, and I have a huge problem with that to begin with because it's an advisor's job to sit down with a client and explain to them what they're doing, how they're investing their money, why they're doing it that way. And I always do it from an academic perspective. And even if you're not a finance person, I can explain it in enough layman terms so you understand. I mean, I explain it to pilots, which is the lowest common denominator every single day. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, 
giving somebody your money and just trusting them, that's not the way to go about doing things at all on, on both sides. Not, it's not prudent for the investor and it's not a good, good plan for the advisor either. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's to me the thing that jumps out here, Frank. You know, we were just talking earlier about those old 401ks that people leave behind. And one of the reasons that we talked about, you know, while you have eight 401ks or, you know, a bunch of IRAs lying around, you think you're diversified when that's really not the case. These are just, you know, vehicles. They're just uh, shelves where the actual investments get, you know, basketed into. I don't know if basketed is a word, but we're going to make it on today's show. So that's kind of the situation that you're in here. Maybe you, you think that you're in good shape by being, you know, you're asking, should I be invested in other things? Well, you're not even invested in a thing, really, with the American funds. It's the stuff that's inside there that you're invested in. And if there's a, a lack of knowledge over what you're into, that's a red flag. And you should, uh, you know, get go go back to that advisor and say, hey, I need more education about what's in my portfolio, what's in my plan. And then, Ryan, the next step of the question is why? What's the purpose of these dollars and of these investments? Why are we invested in them? Always ask that question because there should be a why for every investment that's picked. Well, exactly. And then even beyond that, I mean, American funds doesn't give me any red flags, but then is that in an A share mutual fund? Is that in a B share mutual fund? Is that in a C share mutual fund? All of those have different expense ratios that you really need to discuss and talk about. And I don't think the average investor really knows how complicated and how many different levels there are in this financial industry. And that is why it's absolutely important for you to work with a fiduciary uh, financial advisor that is looking out for your best interest. And if they're not explaining enough to you, they're really not helping you much at all on the front end of getting into these investments. Frank, reach out. Uh, if you're in a similar situation to Frank, reach out to Ryan, uh, get some help looking at what's in your portfolio, uh, maybe some better education that you can get when it comes to your money and finances. FlemingFG.com or email Ryan directly, Ryan at FlemingFG.com. I want to get to another question here from Emily. And Emily says, it appears that I'm now able to contribute more to my 401k this year than I was allowed to last year. Is it safe to assume I should go ahead and put in the extra amount? Well, absolutely. What's going to happen in your 401k plan? Every single year, the the federal government will change how much you can actually put in. And it's actually not every single year, but they tend to bump it up $500 or what have you every year that you can actually put into a 401k. And you do not have to worry about over contributing because what's going to happen is once you meet that limit, if you meet it, it'll automatically shut off. It'll stop pulling money from your paycheck. So, you know, so today it'd be $19,500. And if you're maxing out your 401k every year, you're doing an amazing job going forward for retirement because most individuals are not. And for you airline pilots out there, there are so many little tiny things that you can do in your inside your 401k plan that I can teach you about, whether it's pre-tax, Roth, after-tax, little tools and little gotchas. So it's definitely something you want to reach out to me and we can discuss because it can have a huge drastic effect on your retirement future down the road. That's a great point and uh, something I think that's really big for a lot of people to consider. And it's a great question that you ask there, Emily. Again, the ways to get in touch with Ryan Fleming Call or text 843-475-3038. That's 843-475-3038. Or find Ryan online at FlemingFG.com. That's FlemingFG.com. Thanks for the questions, Frank and Emily. For Ryan Fleming, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Pilot's Advisor. 
Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.